Rich niggas, black bar mitzvahs Mosul top is a celebration bitches Nahaim Sexy back. We bringing nasty back. You right, you right. We bringing nasty back. I mean, properly nasty. Not like yeah, disgusting right. nasty, but like proper nasty. Like nasty where you gotta immediately take the the, the bed sheets off the bed. Oh yeah, it's a spot. Immediately. Yeah, it's, it's juices everywhere. You can't sleep in that. You ever spot. be like? You ever look at you and be like, why am I wet? <laughs> be like, how did I get so wet? They don't fucking. Shit. Nigga be like, I mean, I'm like, I'm like, nigga, why is shit on my kneecap? What is this fucking? Like, is this you? She be like, yeah, don't. And she get a little shy. I'll be like, ah, oh, that's cool. It's so cool, baby. <laughs> this is, it's, it's, listen, if you leaking, you leaking. This is what listen, it. you just boost my ego for real. Because I got you like that. That that is the accolade to me because. If she don't get wet, you're not doing it right. You're right. You ain't doing whatever you're doing. It's not arousing her. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That is that is one thing that, you know, they talk about women lie in the bedroom. They fake orgasms, all that stuff like that. You can't fake that wet. You can't, you can't fake, fake that. that. You can't fake that. You can't fake them juices. No, sir. The juices don't lie. Men lie. Women, women lie. lie. Juices, juices don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> juices don't lie. Shit. If you don't like me, what is this? <laughs> You not into this? Why is why? What is this water? What is this liquid? So the vibe of the podcast is this week. I mean, you said you said the to, you know we got you got to make we try to make it grown. That grown is where you got to ask them after you're done. Are you okay? Are you good? No, I'm good. Not, not, in, the, be, not in the sense of like, did you come or not? But just like, like we both okay. we both and you're like. How you feel like yeah. so you know what I do sometimes like I pace like after sometimes it'd be really good and like I'll get up and I'll be like walking around and shit and she'd be like, Are you alright? I'm like, nah, I'm just I'm just lit right now. <laughs> like I gotta walk off this energy. I mean I gotta walk off like I feel high, you know you get yeah, like that high. high. I feel high. I'm like, yo, I feel good. Like it's, how do you feel? It's like you gotta ask, it's not as if because it's not the good is like did you come as the good like, like are you <laughs> I know I'm good. It's like are we good? Yeah, like yeah. like you know what, is your heart working? Like in your blood, you want some water. You want some water. You want something to recover. Yeah, yeah. You want a towel. You want me to get the rag right now. You need a cold towel. Not even put on your your private parts, but like 
You put on your body, put on your, put on your chest because you're chest, warm. Because you're warm, is your blood flowing? Oh, like, you know what I'm saying? That's that's that that level. The gr- but like as we get like I do, one thing I do like about getting older is just like knowing yourself better and knowing and just just being grown is is fun. Like actually, yes. but besides the ghetto ness of going to work and paying bills, but just actually being in your grownness and standing that shit fun, bro. Oh, it's fun, being especially grown. in the bedroom. Yeah, it's very fun being an adult. Bitch, try to say some shit to me. You know I didn't shave. You know I'm a grown man. Like, <laughs> you know I didn't. I'm a grown man. He was like, no, I shave. So, what does that have to do with anything that we're? I didn't shave either. Shit, I, I, I might have trimmed it up. I got my, I shaved the hair off my thighs, but <laughs> <laughs> I manscaped. But like, that don't stop nothing. Like, I understand that cuteness. You know what I'm saying? I didn't shave. What the fuck does that mean? Nothing Cause it's gonna go down Either way You know You see the energy You see the vibes That just let me know You grown You grown You ain't no baby <laughs> You ain't no baby You a grown woman You grow hair down there When you grown All you tell me When you don't shave Is that You grow When you do shave You gonna get another level Of nastiness You feel me Shit I'm Let's not go there Cause yeah. this is This is not a We don't wanna make this An X rated podcast It's just an R rated podcast Yeah Cause we don't we we're not uh you know what I'm saying talking about inserting things in places we're just talking about the the nature the grownness of, the grownness there you go the nature of being grown and mm-hmm. and having fun mm-hmm. you know but how you doing brother I'm good man feeling good you feeling know what I'm I'm looking better every day that's all you can do you know, you know what I'm my beard is getting better I'm trying to hawk you you know what I'm saying I'm letting it flourish you know what I'm saying I'm letting it go I'm letting just it letting go. go it's just it's the wilderness. They like listen. I got a um, I got a DM from somebody, and they was like, "Oh yeah, you need to keep letting your facial hair grow." And it was, and I was like, "Copy." I'm, <laughs> I'm like, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna keep letting it flourish. Okay. Keep letting it flourish. Okay. Listen, it's a new phase. Yeah, man. Cause it's like I like the like I'm a, I, I like the rough the rough rugged. You know what I'm saying like I'm a man. Right. And I don't always like to be clean, you know. It get rough, you know. So mm-hmm. this this is a this is one of the benefits of being a man. You can grow hair on your face, and you can you can look a little rugged. Listen, when I look back at my old picture without no beard, look like a baby. I was like, yo, I'm crazy out here. Yeah, you look like so no meek. You look like you ain't about shit. I mean, I like I, I experienced the full beard that I could. You know, I shaded off a little bit just to grow back in more fuller. But now, you know, I can play around. I got different tools in my bag. Oh, now. you got. I could do the goatee. Go. I could do the chin strap. You don't know, do the chin strap. Chin. Don't do the chin but, strap. But when you you're gonna you're gonna see <laughs> now. Especially not 2003. When you, when you hit the beard, mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, well, this is the most I can get right now. Yeah, yeah. And now you start thinking, yeah. like, oh, let me let me let me shave it down. Like, a little yeah, bit. to keep the little. St- I like the stubble look. Yeah. I like a little stubble. The five o'clock shadows, a little. What I'm saying, then, but like, cause that used to be my my, my go to. Just get the little stubble look. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's prickly, but it's not fully mm-hmm. wolfy. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm trying to get wolfy right now. Yeah. So you about to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that wolf. The wolfy you know you is what, get, what you know for a special lady that's listening. That's in uh, any special lady that's in Terry's life right now that might be listening. I um, love you. You know, look at look at uh, a beard kit for my man. Oh yeah, give me some oils. Get, and some get him, shit. get him some oils and some and some and some and some beard wash. June 29th, baby. That beard soap you put on, you wash it, you make it. In, it's, it feel it's good. Like, no, because feel good. I, I feel, so I put oil you in. Need right? You need a different beard soap. You need different soap. Yeah. Okay, okay. But yeah. um, like I say, my favorite holiday. I don't know if people know this about me. 
And this could parlay into my Keep It Funky a little bit, but whatever. My favorite holiday is Cinco de Mayo. That is my favorite holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can give me a gift for Cinco de Mayo, May 5th. And my birthday is June 29th. So you have a couple opportunities to give me things. You know what I'm saying? I'm always willing to receive. So, um, yeah. But let me go ahead and get to my Keep It Funky. Um, and we're going to kind of keep with the theme, you know what I'm saying, the intro music. Because my man just said to hold his own. Um... I for sure want phone sex operators to come back. Mm. I want that, you know, that call, that call, that line you could call where you talk to a sexy lady. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I want that to come back. You know what I'm saying? Because even now, from time to time, I seek out a sexy voice friend to talk to on the phone. Like, I like, like, because we come from the talking on the phone days. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Young boys, you're free night and weekends. Night, nice might start at seven. Nice might start at nine. Mm-hmm. And you do that little flirtatious shit on the phone. I like talking on the phone. And it's something so special about like a, a, a sexy, sultry voice just talking to you. Like, it don't even gotta be no, like, we don't even have to be talking about sex. I just like hearing some people's voices, especially f- female voices specifically. It's like, that shit just does something to me. And I think if phone sex operators came back, the world would be a better place. Cause niggas could just call up the line. You know what I'm saying? Because we spoil now. We got videos and shit like that. Nah, it, it allow your imagination to work, the wheels in your head to turn, and you paint pictures with your mind, help creativity. Because when she when she starts describing things, she just be telling me about her day. But then I start listening and, and visualizing her day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'll be like, oh, so how was your day? And like, oh, I woke up and I had to go here. I'm like, oh, I had to go to the DMV. And like, just listening to a nice voice on the phone. Yeah. But then if you want to take it to another level, up the ante, yeah. get that phone sex popping. And you know what? As we talked last episode about people, uh, men getting their their gift the gap together. Mm-hmm. This is a great opportunity to practice. Yes, yes, in yes, real, yes. In real life, well, yes. you know, because um, you can try out random shit see and see how hit, it works. See if it hit or miss. See if it hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Cause you gotta cultivate the game. Like yeah. what people listen. You thought you think I always spoke this well and I was always this eloquent and, yeah. and talking. No, I gotta like. You gotta practice that speaking, mm-hmm. and just like you talked about last time, talking about men talking to women, it's trial and error. You gotta you gotta put in that time and that work to actually conversating with women, mm-hmm. learning learning to talk about the learning to talk about things and going into different nooks and crannies of conversations. <coughs> you know what I'm saying? That is art. Mm-hmm. And like we said, the, the the internet's fucking up the art of conversation. Yeah, and then you can take it to the next level once you had that conversation good. Then shit, I'm gonna tell you about this this sex talk. Yeah, getting your sex bag a little bit yeah, and yeah. not be corny, but to be be fly and to be player yeah. in your bag when you talking about sex because you don't want to like sound stupid like yeah I'm gonna come over there and I'm gonna rip your I'm gonna kick your front door down she's like nigga do that shit nigga something wrong with you yes but you know what I'm saying but it's an art to it right so the phone sex operators get your art right you know what I'm saying you can talk the panties off you know what you might be on that. <laughs> Nigga, be, I know I'm on to something. You might be on something. I know I'm on to something. Because that's the perfect way to get in the game. Bro, especially it, it for the you. It's for the you. You know what I'm saying? You start talking, you talk on the phone. These these motherfuckers Snapchatting each other videos. Fuck all that. Get her ass on the phone. Talk to her. Put put the phone to your ear till it get hot. <laughs> you remember that shit? The phone used to get hot. Till your, till your arms started losing you, blood circulation. You'd be like, nigga, I gotta switch arms. And then you <laughs> might try to build an apparatus so that the phone <laughs> just stays around your head. Shout out. I don't know. Put niggas, the headband. I don't know if niggas wear headbands anymore, but I put that in the headband. Put the phone. Yo, we're so old. <laughs> put the phone in the headband. Let it sit there so you ain't gotta hold it. Yeah. 
that art is gone. That art is gone. I guess, but you know, niggas got AirPods. Got headphones, AirPods. You're right. Oh, see, use in the future. You don't gotta do that no more. But still, tell your AirPods get hot. Yeah. Or your headphones get hot. Or niggas fall asleep on the phone. Do niggas fall asleep on the phone anymore? Um, I actually had a conversation with one of our close friends recently, and uh, him and his lady, they actually talk on the phone probably most nights. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's because they just so happen not to live in the same city, but they talk on the phone, and I thought that was dope. You know what I'm saying? Because those were good times. You know what I'm saying, and we can we can recreate can some really, of those. You can really create, Come on, recreate baby. some of those times. You can really know somebody when you're about Shit. to talk on the phone. Phone, listen, phone sex is a lost art, and I love. But listen, some people got trash voices. I love Facetime. Facetime is dope. Facetime, I've never had that. You know what I'm saying. I don't got flashed and shit like no, that, like, but I've never had sex with Facetime. Face. Don't don't divulge too much, yeah, but. Just, this nigga, this nigga looking in the corner. This nigga's looking in the corner of the room. Yeah, it's a good time. <laughs> nasty. <laughs> I mean, well, let me say, we say proper nasty. Proper. Proper nasty. You know what I'm saying? Listen, okay. Well, I want to thank you for starting off this week, uh, Terry. Did you even intro this shit? I didn't. So, welcome to another episode of Mazel Talk. to safe place to keep in the player where we keep it kosher every time, all the time. Ooh. I think I changed it from last week, but whatever. You did change. You know, we've been interchanging with, uh, we've been uh, divulging in the devil's applesauce. <laughs> I call it the neck. It's the nectar. It's nectar? It's some nectar. Or soma. It's not about the, and I might get this tatter on me, Terry, but it's not about the experience. It's not about the taste. It's about the experience. Yes, sir. Is that we're not doing it to for it to taste good we're doing it to get drunk yeah man to feel good it's about the experience yeah. and the shit you go through cause you know that's kinda like life too man cause it ain't always sweet you know what that is a great life it's great like if you yes I get it cause life is trash like most of the time man. most of the time life is trash you go through a lot of bad shit in your lifetime but you're doing this in the end to one stay alive yeah but two cause you know in the back of your head in your in you know in your 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 pursuit of life that is going to end up better. Yes. It's, and then you'll have at the end of the day a story to tell about mm-hmm. how the you got there. The experience. You'll have that experience. Like and I um I've been saying recently it's not about the destination because motherfuckers be climbing to the mountaintop, get to the mountaintop and be alone and be like nigga what the fuck happened? It's about the journey. Yeah. It's about it's not see it's not about getting drunk. Yeah. It's about the process and experience you go through you know, which you're drinking oh we had a drink here you yeah. saw these people we yeah. talked to them we went here we saw we had a drink mm-hmm. here we had a laugh we had a memory we mm-hmm. had we was we was dying we was joking and then we went here and then we ended night here we had some good food it's about the experience of drinking it's not about getting fucked up wow. it's about the process of wow. getting fucked up and it, listen beer boom listen we listen mazel talks it's a celebration listen you got me there. You know, you, my mind's blown because what do we do at the end of the day in the morning after a night of drinking? Mm-hmm. What do we do? What's the first thing? Piss. No, I mean, like, when, uh, as men. Check our bank account. No, yes. <laughs> but <laughs> we recap the night. Yes. When we all come together. Yes. And we all up, we, yeah. we like, we recap the night. Yeah, yes. Like, nigga, what happened? Like, Oh, where'd you go? Like, there's an experience in your night yes. that you are most times 
happy about mm-hmm. because it was a great time Lord for Lord willing, yes. Lord willing, like, you know, we're not, not saying like, niggas are getting in trouble or whatever. Because I'll be like, yo, Chris, you disappeared for like an hour. Where'd you go? He's like, nigga, I went, uh, I was over here. And I'm yeah. like, oh shit, when you was doing that, you you missed this. And you tell me the things I missed, mm-hmm. I tell you things you missed. And we, yeah, re- the recap was lit. I missed the recap. The recaps are probably the best part about being drunk. For sure, the recaps. Like, nigga, what happened? Like, nigga, I don't remember. Well, I can tell you because I remember. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. For you sure. know what I'm saying? So, um, if you don't drink for a reason, stay on your path and not drinking for that reason. Yes, sir. But yes, if, ma'am. If you don't drink for no reason, I would invite you to have a drink with me. Yes. Oh, yeah, because this motherfucker, I told you. I'll tell you well, have a great drink. He I made me an alcoholic. I was I give you all the credit. Alcoholic man. is a tough I was an alcoholic for a number of years, and I would, I would definitely be. Alcoholic is a tough I say I like to enjoy life, and alcohol sometimes help you enjoy the life. Yeah, man, it's just a cherry on top. A little top. bit better. Just a cherry. That's all it is. It's yeah. not alcohol, not life. It's the cherry. And it's can you can you think about if you were in a relationship with somebody that didn't drink? You think it would work? Say that again. If you were in a relationship, yes. relationship with yeah, somebody yeah, yeah, that yeah. didn't drink, nah, you, you gotta think it would work. Um. Not like cold turkey didn't drink, but like didn't get drunk. I can understand it. Somebody had like only had a like if, if they didn't if they had like a drinking problem and they stopped drinking because they drink problem. That's different. Yeah, yeah. But like they just didn't like going out and drinking. It would be a little difficult because I do enjoy a nice social drink, especially after work after a long week or like just celebrating like, life. Like I love to celebrate. Like that's my shit. in Twenty twenty. I'm any. I don't get. I'm not getting fucked up in twenty twenty. But when if I'm celebrating something, I will get drunk. Yes. But if I have nothing to celebrate, there's no point for me to get drunk. Listen, I yeah, I realize that there's certain things in a relationship that you need to have in common with somebody. And sometimes it's about getting fucked up. <laughs> having a relationship with somebody that you enjoy having a drink with is important. If they don't drink for reasons, um, then respect their wishes of not drinking. But it definitely is makes things a lot easier to go out and, you know, on a Friday night, go have a drink with your lady or your man. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know what I'm saying? Go drink, you know, go buy a bottle or a bottle of wine and drink. Yeah, watch yeah, TV. Like, like, it's just, it's, it's We have to have some vice that yes, we share together. Yes, Whether it important. be alcohol, maybe marijuana. I think outside of those two things, it kind of gets a little dangerous. Um, yes. <laughs> but, um, yeah, to answer your question, um... I don't know, but I, I I like to I like to partake in alcohol with my partner or somebody that I'm kicking it with because it's just it's just an enhancement. You know, we can laugh a little bit more. You know, it's just fun. Oh yeah. And then when we fuck, <laughs> that's next. We I'm, I'm mad. I jumped ahead. I jumped ahead. I jumped it's ahead. Okay. It's okay. Well, I'm gonna go with my next keep it funky. Um, I would like as we uh, we all so in the pursuit of life we listen. To, it's important to learn from people that do it uh, ahead of you, right? Mm-hmm. You know, people have done it before. It's important to learn that information, and especially with people who have made a lot of money or who's made a lot of success. You know, we have an outlet uh, in our lifetime. You know, as millennials, you know, we listen to radio shows, we listen to interviews, listen to YouTube, Breakfast Club. You know, everything, and we listen to those people that are successful. Um, I think it's, I think it's more important. For the people that are giving us that game, for us, to, for them to tell us the whole truth, not the half truth. Mm. So, um, certain things like 
you like I get it, I got it out the mud. Like you hear like a lot of people like entrepreneurs or like successful people say like I got out the mud or you know I, I'm self made or I've created this label on my own, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But they're not telling you that they use a lot of their drug money or they sold crack or some shit for a long time to yeah. fund that. Yeah. And yeah, especially on platforms. Yeah, they're not telling platform. you. So it's so it's important to I don't know I don't like I don't know how to navigate those waters. But it's important to at least let us. You got it. The only way that they can really express it to it got to be one on one personal basis. Yeah. Because platforms like this, like say, 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 I was a former drug dealer who made millions of dollars in the drug game and then flipped that into something legitimate. Rappers tell you that. Yeah. But in other fields, there's a lot of realtors and people that own land and property. They they didn't make all their money legitimately. Yes. And they or they had money like through. Uh, their parents yeah like oh, oh just like Trump oh I'm, I'm, I'm a self made billionaire but your father gave you a million dollars off bucks off bucks like you're telling half truth you're telling half truth yeah so I, I yeah that's very important tell tell, but see they, you heard the saying the game is to be sold not told yeah I think that might play a little part in it because sure. people 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 don't just give it up you know yeah. they 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 sell it they lease yeah. it like we're giving up game right now for free but guess what they gonna pay for this game god damn it yeah so we're just like this is this is the tip of the iceberg from miles of talks but i definitely agree with what you're saying we need motherfuckers to be really candid at least for me like you know at least for me like tell me the truth like you know you're a, i love that you're an entrepreneur and that you bought real estate or not tell me about the five years where you lived in your car Yes. <laughs> or tell me about tell me how, how you got to the money that where you were able to invest in that shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like salute to DJ Envy. DJ Envy does a lot of um, teaching real on real estate and things yeah. like that. He's trying to teach people to get into real estate, but he's telling half truths of like one, you also have a lot of money to invest in in flipping real estate. More than cash to most people. Yes, and then two. Flipping real estate is not as easy as you think if you look into it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, not to go into it, you buy a house, um, you buy a real estate property, mm-hmm. it's trash. Now you buy if the 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 entrepreneur that thinks like all I need is you know ten thousand to buy this house doesn't know that it takes money for upkeep to get the house back up to you know code. Mm-hmm. Now you got to put it on the market. It doesn't mm-hmm. sell originally. Mm-hmm. You know, then you got to go through all that. Yeah. Now you're a landlord. Now you got to make sure, like, I have a landlord. If something breaks, I call him. Mm-hmm. You, know you got to be that person. I got to be that person, that, you know, the, the head. Mm-hmm. Any toilets, yeah. plumbing. So, like, yeah. just keep... I, but, I, like you said, the game is sold, not told. Yes. But, you know, I think it is. They're, they're definitely, especially just to bring in more money to whatever endeavor people are doing in, they're selling you the best case scenario. Yeah. They sell you, oh, if everything goes to plan, when does everything go to plan? Exactly. <laughs> and that's a big fact, though, because we see a lot of people that's, like, made something of themselves, got to a certain level where, like, they are trying, I guess, at least they're trying to say that, oh, we're giving back and I'm t- I'm giving the game, but you got really got to give it all, man. Yeah. You really got to give it all. At least for me. Like, like, all right, okay, now you're an entrepreneur, you've done all this. Well, how'd you get that? Where'd your seed money come from? Mm-hmm. Did you have somebody invest in you? Did you go to the stores and did you go to the? Did you sit outside the record label all day? To how did you actually? Because yeah, because they they often ask artists that question like, all right, how did you get on? Everyone wants to know how you get on, how you get on, how you get on, and it's like, oh well, I pull out a mixtape. Well, before you put out a mixtape, where'd you record it? Like, 
How did you, you pay for the studio time? Um, how did you pay for the beats? How did you pay for? How did you get to the studio? How did you find the producer? Like that's the nooks and crannies we need to know. And also, fuck, I just had that fucking thought and I fucking forgot it. Um, well, I do. Well, why do you think of that? I, I do think um, record labels and record artists and uh, music artists they don't give out the game. But I feel like. I listen to a lot of comedians. Comedians will give you that game. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, listen. Like, yes, they will. They'll tell you, motherfucker, you gotta be on stage this many nights a week. You're not gonna get paid for five years. <laughs> you're gonna be fucking ten years, twenty years. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna fucking be sleeping on couch. like they they give it up. They, yeah. they they they. And I also think it's a deterrent to people that ain't really about that life, yeah. especially when it comes to comedy. But I just thought of what I was gonna say. OPM, shout out to Dom Kenny. Other people's mm-hmm. money. Most people. Like they have an idea and they need somebody bigger than them to to make the idea come true. Sure. They're not using their own money, especially when people say self made, self made a lot. A it's usually money. other people's money. Yeah. They're using an investor, a rich friend, family member. You have to have that capital in the beginning to start anything. Like you might get it from a bank. Banks ain't giving money out to niggas like that. Mm-mm. Like that. And then you can pay interest on them. So it's like you need that initial Boost. That's why. That's why. Um, go back to music because it's a great example. Most rappers, when they come in the game, they have street money or they got a street. They have a, a drug dealer backing them yeah. to invest to get them off the ground. It's like you need that money to start because guess what? You have an image. You have studio. You have you have traveling. You have like shit. If I'm a full time artist, nigga, I gotta eat. I need someone that's actually investing in me who yeah. has more than me to get me off the ground. Yeah. And you don't hear that a lot. And you don't hear you don't hear about that. You don't. But guess what, Chris? Want you, Briss? Want you? To I tell. just want like Zach. Like as we get bigger and as this podcast grows, you know, as you know, our endeavors grow. I'm challenging myself and at least Terry and Dodge. Challenge me. That when we have interviews later on, five, ten years on the road, and that's how we got it. We're gonna keep it 100. Look, look, I was broke. We did it ourselves. Like, Hell yeah. I had to work a nine to five. I'm gonna tell you something. You know what I'm saying? Don't. I worked my regular job by feeding the money into this. Listen, the first microphone that I bought for this podcast, it was close to my birthday, and I had a pack. I had like some weed, and I just had something happen that weekend where it was moving really fast, and I ended up selling all of my shit in that one weekend. And if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have had enough money to buy the microphone. I that's, didn't. That's the like, story. Listen, and listen. Um, <laughs> this is two years ago. The weed's gone, but um, that's a real. I promise. Like it was close to my birthday weekend because I remember we was I was making Hennessy drinks, like different type of drinks, and I remember it was just a booming weekend. Like the shit was moving, and um, if it wasn't for that weekend being so good and me coming up that fast, I wouldn't have had the money to buy the microphone to start this shit. And that's the type of story I need to learn. Not in the sense of like I need to sell weed or anything. Yeah, like yeah, that. but I'm just telling you. But my in story, the sense yeah. that like it doesn't just all it doesn't just happen. Like it it isn't like you know I, I put the work in, I grind it all day. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a you gotta have like uh, as uh, we get older and as our the generations below get older, we know that money we need we we need money for everything. You got to. So where'd you get your money from? I'm not hating on you if you got it illegally. That even helps your story even more. Mm-hmm. Just because let me know always, how you got your money. I always think about so two books. I, I read the um, the autobiography, I guess, of John D. Rockefeller. So you know the Rockefellers, one of the richest families in this uh-huh. country. And 
how he built his fortune. I, I don't know how candy he was in the story, but from what happens is he was like he bought commodities like fucking grain and shit like that, and he would sell them at the market back in the fucking twenties and shit. So the market was really a real market. Yeah. He would buy a fucking truckload of grain, take yeah. it to the market, sell it, whatever. But then he started investing, in searching for oil, and he fucking got hella loans from banks. Mm-hmm. Loans that he defaulted on, loans he couldn't pay. He got hella loans. This is a white man. So many. That's and, and they the, the banks had invested so much in him, they couldn't afford for him to fail because he had got so many loans. So they're like, listen, we need our money back, so we got to make sure you succeed. Mm-hmm. So they took an initiative in him to make sure that all the places they went to find the oil, that they actually struck it. Mm-hmm. And eventually it did strike oil And then he was able to pay all his investors back All the lo- all the banks that he went to And got that money from That he was able to pay them back Because they actually were invested in his future And then also think about the Kennedy family That motherfucker was a bootlegger mm-hmm. And they made all their money off liquor And then they eventually became politicians and shit like that So it's always that route that they don't always tell you Now these stories come out eventually But for now, for us in this lifetime and this shit, We need you to give us the game, man Good one, Chris, I like that I like that. It's a, it's, you know, we listen to a lot of interviews. And, um... <laughs> we listen to a lot of interviews, and, um... That's, I I have an inquisitive mind. I'm pretty sure a lot of our listeners have an inquisitive mind. You know, what are my uh, people that I follow, that I... It's a... I would say it's a de facto, if I'm not using the word right, was mentor as a... Jay Z. Oh yeah, it's definitely the fact you know, mentor. Um I watch his moves, especially business business minded moves. But I do know that he's so crack. Uh-huh. And a coke and well. And uh, you know him and Damon Dash use a lot of the crack money that they made Star Rockefeller Star Rockefeller Records to mm-hmm. pay for a studio time. To pay for promotion, to pay to have CDs, so made. to to live that lifestyle that they sold us. Yes, that that money start is it, something. You know, it's yes. always a There's, start. I just need to see myself of this. You know what I'm saying? Like, and um, a lot of a lot of like, you if you look into business and things like that, you see a lot of people just sell the game and not tell the whole truth, and it's 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 deceiving to me. At least is at least to me, it's deceiving. Like, you can do it if I did it. But well, well, nigga, you started with a million dollar loan. Yes, we need cause like bro, like that. Let's go back to that bootstrap shit. Pull yourself out of your bootstraps, nigga. If I ain't got no boots, <laughs> I got no boots. How can I get no? How the fuck I'm gonna get a boot? I don't got boots. It's always someone with more reaching back and investing, or doing it by illicit means. Like you either have to have someone in a position that helps you and and, and invest in you, or you take it. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And by taking, I mean outside of the law, take it. Or maybe you just you 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 are very successful in one field, and you're able to take the money from that field. Yeah, there's more than one, two ways. My bad. You take you're very successful in one field, which is very lucrative, and you take that, and then you parlay it into another field to where you could be lucrative as well. But you gotta give the information. But guess what? Like I said before, it's so not told. They're not giving up game for free, and that's why it's trial and error. But it's like I don't want to error so much where. Shit, I don't know. I ain't got all the lessons, but goddamn, I'm at the point where I done failed so much. It's like, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, sh- we gonna be successful regardless. And they shit. I'm gonna tell you the truth. Regardless, bro, I already seen the vision. I'm gonna tell you the truth, man. Mm. <laughs> well, I got a question. Well, we we were debating a little bit, but you know, we want to. I want to involve the 
the listeners, right? Shout out to y'all listeners. So, let me get the tweet up. So, there was a tweet that said, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, it was the top hits of 2014. All right? And this list is top kind of hard. So, let's see. All right, so we're going to debate this live, Terry, but I want the listeners to comment with us. Who dropped the biggest hit in 2014? Oh, this is a tough one. Bobby Schmurter, Hot Nigga. Fetty Wap with Trap Queen. Chris Brown featuring Lil Wayne with Loyal. OT Genesis with Coco. Ty Dolla Sign featured The Weeknd, uh, or Nall. Ray Schremer, No Type. Big Sean, I Don't Fuck With You. Rich Gang, Lifestyle, or Whiskey for Weedem Boys? Hmm. Those are some hits. Those are, are most of them, all of them are hits. Those are all career-defining hits. Um, off the top, I want to, my top three, I'm going to give you my top three. Hot Nigga, Trap Queen. You're cheating by making a top three, nigga. But that kicks out off the, the, the rest right, of the we'll list. Chop it down and you got to pick one. I know. I'm giving you my top three and I'm going to give you the one after the top three. Are right, you better. So, Hot Nigga, Trap Queen, and I Don't Fuck With You. Perfect Sean. You're keeping or you... Those are my top three. Those are your top three? Yeah. You're not going gonna to put Loyal in there. I think I Don't Fuck With You changed. Like, it was a commercial hit. Boy. Just got rich. Take a broke nigga, bitch. I can make a broke bitch rich. I don't think it was as commercial. But I don't fuck with broke. Of course, he's talking about I can make a broke bitch rich. Of course, it's not commercial. I don't think. Oh, if if you're talking about commercial, you, biggest hit. If you're talking about biggest, okay, I can answer that. Okay, if that's the stipulation, hit. which one was actually the biggest, numbers wise? It's a biggest hit. It's probably Trap Queen, or actually, it's probably I don't fuck with you. I don't fuck with you, or right, so. I think it's I don't fuck with you. I think it's Trap Queen. Say them all again, and then I'll say them all Bobby again. Bobby Schmurter, Hoss. Matter of fact, let me look at this. I'm just going to look at this list. Hot Nigga, Trap Queen. I might go for the culture, it's Hot Nigga. For commercial, it was I gotta go, Trap I gotta go. I don't fuck with you, dog. I think I think Trap Queen was like... Okay, well, anywhere. for real, if we're being honest, it's between Trap Queen and I don't fuck with you. I'm not mad at those two. And I'm picking I don't fuck with you. I think because, listen, maybe not billboard recognition-wise, but I think, like, cross-marketing into movies, because you brought this shit up. That shit was in movies. Like, the whole pivotal scenes in movies was... Do you remember that movie, The Sitter with Jonah Hill? Yeah. The little girl saying, I don't fuck with you at the end of that, Jonah. I don't... With you? Like, that shit kind of went into culture. Like, even, yeah. like, people... White people say it. Everyone said, I'm picking I don't fuck with you. Trap Queen was a moment. That's a good... That's a good... But I'm going with I don't fuck with you. I don't fuck with you because Trap Queen was everywhere, bro. You can't, I mean, you can't, I don't. And then if you build, see, I like, I like, I don't fuck with I you. I never dude. let it go. The fact that I don't fuck with you was a diss song. And I get high with my baby. I'm getting high with my baby. Yeah. Fetty Wap had a real moment. He had, a, he had. A and then he had like, all right, you know what? I might go Trap Queen. Just the fact that. Trap Queen built off of a lot of. But see, he, Fetty he had he, hits after after that. He exactly. had like four or he five. He had like five hits right after that joint, and so. it was like 
He came out with a fucking clip. He hit niggas with Trap Queen. He hit niggas with F- FBG Island. He hit niggas I'm with... About to, uh, I'm, about to, I'm about to give you this. Woo, Fetty had about five at one point, bro. In That's why he year. got on them babies. In one year, bro. That's why he, he had, had on them. six, seven, nine. Ooh, yep. Trap Queen. Trap Queen. Uh, let's see. My Way. Yo, the album cranked too. Like, he got shit on the album, bro. He had a Jug. Jug. You know what I'm saying? RGF Island, like you said. Though the album was hard too, he had shit on the album that I fucking was playing, bro. 2014, bro. This is it. This is the one. Yeah, baby. This all came out. Again, you said again, right? You said again, right? Again, bro. My nigga stacked the money just to spend it. Cause when you die, you cannot take it with you. If you ain't beefing about the money, then what's the problem? Don't worry about my niggas, I got them. <laughs> my niggas stack their money just to spend it. Yo, Fetty yeah, is talented, bro. This might be a big, this might be a big Again? This is again? Yeah. But this was, um, auntie, 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 Oh, he just dropped some new shit. Let me add his new shit. He dropped something in 2020. I'm gonna add it. It's called Trap and B. This is a bad too. Oh, six, seven, not. She said, "Money, what you see? Is it money or is me?" Come on, son. Show me that you go damn fine though. I wanna know. Trap and behind I press rewind though. And if he, and, and we're not even, we're not even, you know, we're not even uh, recognizing the song that that took him to the next level. Uh, what's the joint with him and uh, Drake? Was it again? No, it wasn't again. What? What's the joint that? What's the joint with him and Drake that took him to the next level? My way. My he, way. He remixed my way. That he it, said, uh, I don't want to. I'm lying through this shit. Cancel out my ex, I put a line through that bitch. I like him. Is that my way? Yeah. I like all my exes with the line through that shit. Never mind. Gotta... Listen, Fetty, that was a hell of a run. I'm just happy. I'm just that mad. year was crazy, bro. For Fetty, yeah. I think he crazy. had like five babies that year. He probably he should have. I would have had seven. I'm gonna go Fetty with Trap Queen. Like commercially, I but think. See, but you have to name all of those along with Trap Queen. But Trap Queen by itself, I'm not putting above. I don't fuck with you. I mean, this is a debate. I'm just trying to say, I don't want you. Come on, son. Even to this day, people say, I don't. Till this day, bro. Right, right. Till this day. Sorry, uh, shout out to uh, Adrian. Not Adrian Broner. Uh, what's his name? Deontay Wilder. Sorry for getting, sorry for you getting knocked out like that, bro. That's, you know, you have a very convincing argument with Big Sean. It's like, just cross, like, even marketing wise, you, you heard that shit, probably heard that shit. They played that shit everywhere, bro. Department stores, I don't, and even the edited version was still solid enough to carry it. Cause, like, people, people, that's that's a feeling, like, that everyone knows. Trap Queen, I, I never had a Trap Queen. Yeah. I kind of had a Trap Queen, but I never had, like, but it's just more identifiable across more demographics. I don't, uh, you, you know what I'm saying? And then, I just, that's what I think. I just think that. Who knows? Who knows the real answer? Lulu might know. That's a good argument. That's a good argument. I, 
I, I still want to lean on Fetty Wap just because he was on like Ellen with that shit. Oh yeah, he went everywhere. He went with Taylor Swift with that shit. But you might be right with Big Sean. But that's a good question for the listeners. I'm going to read the list one more time. And I want our listeners to get back to us on what they think was the top hit of 2014. So we have Bobby Shmurda with Hot Nigga. Uh, you know, Free Him. Fetty Wap with Trap Queen. Chris Brown and Lil Wayne Loyal. That was a hit. I thought I think you dismissed that one too soon, but it's okay. I didn't dismiss it. I just think it was not the top three for me. I think it was, it'd be number four. OT Genesis with Coco. Ty Dolla Sign featuring The Weeknd or Nah. Ray Schremer, No Type. Big Shout Out, Fuck With You. Rich Gang, Lifestyle. Whiskey for We Them Boys. That was a crazy year. That was a crazy year, honestly. Oh, I could do that. 2014, was, it wasn't a bad year. I mean, it was a crazy year for these me, too. These hoes ain't loyal, man. Listen, I, I remixed these hoes in loyal. It's like, just got rich. Take him away. He said, I can make, no, this is, he said, wait. Just got rich. Hey, hold up. But Bobby Smarter had the fucking dance. Oh, no, this this the part, though. This is the part that I like. He said, when a rich nigga wants you. And your nigga can't do nothing. I remixed it. When a rich nigga wants you, he gets you. <laughs> that's, the, <laughs> that's the basic, that's the real version of the song. When a rich nigga wants you, so, he gets you. <laughs> that's it. He gets you out. He gets you. That's <laughs> it. When a rich nigga wants you, he gets you. Like, it's period. And I hate that period. This is another keep it funky. I hate that period has become like. The city girls try to co-op. Period. Like niggas been saying period forever. Well, they didn't say it like. Okay, so I'm not saying, saying it. Okay, so as long as I don't say it like them, then people won't think I'm doing city yeah. girl shit. All right, nigga. Period. Niggas been saying period forever. Nigga, nigga, nigga fuck, nigga. Your mom ain't shit. Period. Your mom not shit. Period. <laughs> like, let's stop the sentence. Yeah. All right. Let's all get that off my chest. Okay. Well, let us know what song you thought was the best song 2014. I want to. I want. I want to debate on this. Um. But we'll be right back because uh, when we come back, we're gonna we're gonna. Last episode I talked about idioms of uh, rethinking words. This uh, this week we're gonna go into one that has been very f- we use a lot recently, but we're gonna look into it a little bit more. So we'll be right back.
That's a uh, R&B. You know why R&B is great? Let me tell you why it's great, Victor. Why? It's a great way to be disrespectful, but sound nice. That's why a lot of niggas get off in R&B because they say the same toxic shit in rap, but they sing it so it doesn't sound as bad. This is true. That's a fact. He says, who came to make sweet love? Not me. Not me. me. <laughs> I, I didn't, when you break it down like that. Who came to beat it up? Rocky. Rocky. He's going to beat it up. I'm Rocky. I'm, I'm not here to make love to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the song is not yeah. when we make love. The it's it's when, when we, we fuck. fuck. Yeah. But it sounds like a love It's something song that you would want to make love to. You That's why R and B is so fire. Oh yeah, listen. And this is why. Well, this is a tangent. We have a whole theory about yeah. this. Yeah. Listen, this is why people are like, oh, R and B, not R and B is dead. No, R and B is still alive. The essence of R and B is alive. Okay. You just don't like how it sounds now because it's not soothing to hear misogynistic shit in it. Yes, not anymore because, like, I had a, I was coming with theory about R and B. It was like a nigga either singing about how he fucked up and he wants you back. Mm-hmm. How he's how deeply he is in love with you, or how he wants to get you. Yes, you know what I'm saying. And and toxicity is in all those things because the nigga could be toxic talking about how he gonna get you. Nigga, fuck your man. Nigga, I'm I'm waiting what for was you. The song you tweeted about Donald Jones. Oh, Donald Jones. He was like, oh, Donald Jones had a whole interlude where he was saying, look, don't call my house because you know I live with my bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he, the interlude was like. <laughs> <laughs> you, the interlude was You know I got a girl Like that was the interlude The interlude was like Why are you calling my house You know I got a girl I'm gonna be over there later yes. <laughs> that's, that's what the song was <laughs> And so Or you could be So but the, That was the theory But like yeah. R&B could go anywhere But R&B is so t- You could say whatever you want But R&B, if you sing it you sing It, it sounds better. good Yes Cause like Just like Joe All the things Joe all the things Your man wanna do He's, He's hating on the nigga The whole song He's the, the whole song Ain't even about the girl The whole song is about the, Another nigga And all the things That he not doing that I'm gonna do. Come on, son. player hate. Even Mary J. Blige, um, she sings a whole song about talking about uh, what your woman won't do. I'll do. Mm. <laughs> what, what's she doing, nigga? I'll take you from her. R&B is very toxic. The weekend by SZA. Mm-hmm. R&B songs. She's talking about being you, a side bitch. You got a nigga. You got a main, but on the weekend you're mine. Toxic. About being a side bitch. But she's singing it so soulfully. All yes. the hoes is like, oh, shit. Tuesday and Thursday and Friday. I just need how my many dick. songs? I just need from, my dick on the weekend. How many times? How many songs have you heard from Trey songs about being? What? Nigga, what? Trey songs got a whole song talk about if my girl knew what I was doing right now, and if your man knew, they would kill us. <laughs> so, on, and she talking about you take me to the spots that you take him to. What? Yo, oh toxicity. God. Come on, son. Shit. Talking about can't help but wait. He's waiting and he's in wait of the boyfriend fucking up. I can't help but wait till you see. He's putting these birds in her ear. She's happy and he's planting seeds of doubt. Nah, he don't really treat you that good, girl. He don't really treat you. You know what I'm saying? Why why you let him do that? He's the he's the office bae that's trying to become the real bae. Yeah, R&B is very toxic, but I love it. Listen, we all love it. It don't get no better. R&B. Let me look up. Let me just look up one. Here, here you go. <laughs> there you go. I love this album though. This album is fire. Trick is fire. We don't give you taste of toxicity. Here you go. Here you go. 
girl found out you was on her side of the bed, she'll on her. If your man found out I was on his side of the bed, he'll go hell. If my girl found out he was wearing her robe, I'll probably go missing. If your man found guess out what? I was wearing his slippers, wait. I don't care about none of these niggas. None of these bitches. I don't care about none of these niggas. So he's basically talking about if my girl knew you were sleeping in her spot on the side of the bed, if she knew that I gave you her robe, he gave the bitch my robe. The robe. But that shit current though. That's what I'm saying. Listen, we we give rappers a hard time for their massage. No, but see, but they're not singing. But they're, they're not singing. When and Future said, I keep it real with my niggas, I lied to my bitches. If he sang that. <laughs> if he sang it. He would have got it off. He would have got it off. And ma- matter of fact, that's the only thing people, I think the reason why Future is not accepted wholly by, especially the black woman establishment, because they have a vendetta against him. We mm-hmm. know this is very cute. Their bias is clear. Mm-hmm. Is that when he sings, they love Future, because they think he's singing about love. But when he raps and he says, she called me daddy, I got money like Stevie. They see toxic. They they can't handle that, but they can handle him saying, "I need some fresh air." You know he need fresh air because he's trying to get away from you, bitch. <laughs> he said, "I need fresh air. I need to be out on my own." You know, you know what we haven't committed him about? What? He might be toxic. Might be. He's real. He's not. Toxic. It, it, but he loves his black queens. Yeah, all his all his baby moms black. All right? black. All the women he deal with are black. He That's very true. You don't see him with no white bitch. You ain't heard him about no paternity. You ain't heard nothing about no uh, uh, child support cases out on him, have you? No, they're probably ours. one recently. That back. bitch lying. Listen, she could. People put, listen. There's always two sides to the coin, mm-hmm. and I'm just my last point about future. Is there always two sides to the coin? And I'm not caping for him, but I'm just riding for men because women ride for women. Yeah. Um. There's always two sides to the story, and yes, we hear the woman's side, and we 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 are program. We should believe women because we have not believed them for so long. But there are some instances where men are, t- are targeted for who they are. If they see a man with money and access, this happened to a lot of great people. You know what I'm saying? False allegations about things that they have done or not done. You know what I'm saying? So we cannot dismiss the thing. We cannot dismiss that these men, especially men in future position, he's a top artist. That they are targets yes. for for attacks, especially by women yeah. who they do love uh-huh. or who have really have had relations with. They are vulnerable to attack by them because they 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 they're men, mm-hmm. and men are vulnerable to women. And now you brought a great point, which is ties in directly into our conversation today. Segway, Segway Queen, Segway King, King. Should we root for everyone black? Now, last week we talked about <sighs> rethinking our words of idioms, and you know. Wise, uh, you know, long-lasting, you know, quips and things we say about black people. You know, you know, one thing we have recently said is, "I root for everybody black." Now, continue. We're gonna dive into that. Should we really root for everybody black? Go ahead. Um, as a theory, yes, yes, we should root for everybody black because I want to take the context of when that was said. Sure. This is an award show. Issa Rae, I believe she was at the Oscars or the Grammys, Oscars, 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 Oscars. something acting or Emmys or something. Like Some that. acting awards. So, in context of her saying that at an award show, these are all people who are deserving, who have been nominated, who are seen as um, worthy of acknowledgement. Sure. So, if we are acknowledging black people, I'm rooting for everybody who deserves acknowledgement. This is correct. 
So in that context, yes. But you see what people try to do is they t- they take a room for everybody black in the context of a war show with people who are deserving of accolades, mm-hmm. and they try to put it overarching on all black people. Yep. Listen, and shout out to Angela Rock for saying every just because they're your skin folk, they're not your kinfolk. don't mean that they your kin folk. AKA just because they black don't mean they riding for you and they on your team. So we also have we also have to make that distinction. But I believe I say that yes, the overarching because. We have to ride for us. We need to have solidarity amongst each other, and that is what should be pushed to the front, the forefront. So, the nuances of people not being your kinfolk, we will acknowledge. But I want the header and the top of the page to be: we are riding for each other and we're rooting for each other. And then once we realize that these people, there's people who are not worthy of us riding for them okay. and rooting for them, then we move them out the way. That was eloquent. You feel me? I'm out here, nigga. Dab me up. That was how that goes. Because I am root for everybody black, uh-huh. straight up. Because we need acknowledgement mm-hmm. for all the shit that we give to this, to the world, to the culture, inventions, science, art, math, everywhere, carpentry, whatever mm-hmm. we doing. I'm rooting for us first, and then we'll weed out the fuckery along the way. You feel me? Thank you, sir. I was gonna say the same thing. Can we just end the podcast now? I think we could. We could leave <laughs> We won't, but we could because you already know, bro. Like, and I got something to say because we say, I say, I've said this a lot. We we are hard on each other. We critique each other really hard, really, really harshly. And as black people, we do that Why because do you think we do that. I think we do that because we see our greatness and we know who we are. Okay. We know where we descend from. We know what's within us because we look in the mirror every day and we see our greatness. We see our potential. Sure. So I think why the critique, and this kind of plays into what we talked about. I don't know if we talked about Gail King last episode, but that's why I feel like that's why Snoop Dogg was so harsh on Gail. Not 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 all right, not all righteously. So, but he was harsh on her because you're one of us, and and I thought we was rooting for each other. I thought we was riding for each other. So when you see it happen and it doesn't play out, and we're not in. You 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 internalize that and you feel pain, so you might lash out. You're like shit. I'm harsh on. I'm harsh on. We everybody else is already harsh on us. Why are we being harsh on us too? And then that, and then when I see someone not riding for us, it makes me be harsh on them because I'm like, damn, like we, we we're one. We supposed to be great. Look at our melanin. Look at our skin. Look at mm-hmm. our greatness. Look at all of our accomplishments. Nigga, we built the pyramids, motherfucker. We we brought <coughs> we brought we brought fucking. So we civilized the white people. We brought. Right. You know what I'm saying we brought Islam and gold. We had we had fucking empires. We know where we come from. You know what I'm saying? We know where we come from. Matter of fact, one of the best classes I ever took is the history of Western Africa. It was a wonderful school. I think it was like from 1400 to 1600, 1700. It was, oh, we did a lot, bro. From Islam to everything. So we are harsh on each other because we know our potential. And often our harshness seems like we're trying to break each other down. No. We are just sad that we are seen in certain states. You know what I'm saying when 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 we see each when we're put in a certain light and we're and it shined on us like when Gail King was doing that Kobe shit not to sing Gail you you're okay with me I'm happy to apologize but when we saw that we were like yo Gail you you are us let the white person do that let 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 the people that are already going to critique us critique us when all you had to do was was remember him in a in a in a beautiful way because he was a beautiful man no homo yeah. you know what I'm saying so. That's why we're so, we're so harsh on each other. So our critiques are harsh. We know our greatness. So we're hard on each other, just like your father is on you. Mm-hmm. 
Just like your mother is on you. She knows what you could be. That's why they whooped you. Because they're like, Chris, you're better than this. Bruce, you're better than this. Terry, you're better than this. You, you, you're not a thief. You're not, you're not a liar. You're not, you're, you are, you're none of those things. So I'm, I'm, tr that's why your parents were so hard. That's, that's the best way I could put it. That's why your parents are so hard on you. Because when they see the potential. And even a teacher you love. Why is she so hard? And why do they push you? A coach you love. Why do they yeah. push you? Because they see it in you. Yeah. But you don't see it yet. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is. We harsh on each other because we know what we can be. Even business, I think black businesses all the time. Why are we critique black businesses so much? Oh, the service wasn't that great. The food didn't come on hot. It was, it was slow. We critique each other because we're like, we know we can be on time. We know we can fucking make the food hot and be ready and have great service and be polite. But when it's not that way, we're like, damn, there's still, you're at a seven, but you can be at a ten. I agree. Um, you know. Especially with black businesses, it's like, there's not many of us out here. Mm-hmm. And yes, we don't have to conform to what the white stereotype of business is, but we know the value of our dollar. Mm -hmm. Strong trillion dollars. Yeah. So like, and we as you said, we expect we expect greatness from our people. We we deserve it. Yes. So if, if anything, why can't I get my sandwich on time? With courteous service. Courteous service. Why do we like? There's a running joke that if we go to a Jamaican spot, they're gonna be mean. They're gonna be mean, but you know the fire gonna be the food, the food gonna, gonna be, fire. be fire. Well, I think that's definitely specific to Caribbean. But yes, yeah. black people, are black people. So yeah, you know the lady gonna be short with you, but guess what? When that curry chicken come out, it's gonna be fire. That shit gonna bust. It's, it's weird, man. It's like, um, I it's it's, yeah, it's just weird. Like we we're so hard on our people. It's like you do if you. Damn if you do, do damn if you don't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Culture. Culture, man. But I feel like in just black people in general, we all, for the most part, we all really want the best for our culture. Yes, I'm not a Uncle Ruckus-ass yeah. motherfucker. And it's, and this is where I'm going. It's sad to see, like, um, black people, like, I use this word coon, but, like, coon out. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, Conform for the white man. Yeah, dance for him. You know, dancers. You know, what's the like dude? What's like the dude a, in Trump cabinet name? The dude, the brain surgeon, uh, Ben Carson. Yeah, Ben Carson. Did you see the like diamond and silk? And there was like a whole coalition of black people in the White House today or yesterday. Just praying over the president. Yeah, I saw that picture. I thought it was an old picture. No, that happened yesterday. But see that. And then they called him the first black president. They said that. Yeah, like it's just like one of those things where it's like. Brainwashing is effective, though. I don't... <laughs> Facts. It's one, of, it's one of those things where it's like, how do you get there? Mm. I just want to talk to you. I just, I don't, I, I'm not criticizing you. I probably won't be your friend. But I just want to understand. The, you know why? Okay, the coon. The coon bows down to power. Even illegitimate power. Child to uh, uh, Dr. Umar Johnson. He had, a, he had a bar on this. But go ahead. Do you remember the bar? Paraphrasing it, is the coon is there's a coon is a negro. Mm -hmm. A negro you really can't get mad at because he just he's ignorant at things because mm -hmm. he just doesn't know. Mm -hmm. And the coon, the coon is the person that is knowledgeable on these things but still bends to the whim of mm -hmm. the higher power. That's why I said the yeah. That's why I said like like so you know the coon bows down to power even though they know it's illegitimate. Yeah. Like they know 
Well, maybe they don't. But no, they know that the, they just see the power and they, they're like, oh, that's the power? Okay, I'm going to get along with the power. Yeah. But like, we fight the power. That's mm-hmm. that's the that's the that's the real black man. Like well, not the real black, but that's that's what room for everyone as black is. We acknowledge that they, just for, at this moment in time in history, you you are in control of these systems that we are underneath. Mm-hmm. But I do not acknowledge you as the righteous power of me or yeah. over me. Yeah. But a coon is like, well, they're leading. I'm I'm jumping on I'm shit. Out of here. You know what I'm saying? And, they're, and, they, and they don't think they're doing wrong because they're like, oh, they're in charge of the systems. So why shouldn't I listen to them? Why shouldn't I praise them? Why shouldn't I love them? Why shouldn't I call him the black president? Why shouldn't I try to find myself in him or see him in me or me in them? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like, no. like I'm going to fight the, 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 the bad establishment and I'm not going to bow down to the system just because I'm under it. Mm-hmm. You might have, you might feel like you have control of me. What they, what they say when you lock up? You can lock my, you can lock my body. You can't cage my mind. You yeah. might, you might be oppressing me under a system of institutions that you set up to oppress me. But that happened before I was here. I didn't have a say in it. I was born, and this is what I saw. But I choose not to conform to it. I choose not to to bow down to it or praise it. I choose to fight it to try to overcome it. Uh-huh. Fuck, fuck the massa. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Fuck, yeah. fuck the system. Fuck the institution. Fuck, fuck the state. So it's it's just really hard to see like people that look like you, man. Just like like you said, every kid out. Skin folk ain't your kin folk. It's man. just hard sometimes, and then like because they see you when they see them. It's like that's what it is. Because when you see when they see a coon, when they see someone bowing down to that power, and they look at you, they're like, oh, you look just like him. Are y'all the same? Because until I open up my mouth, I look just like them. Yeah. That's why when they see you, that's why it's good to represent yourself and carry yourself in a good way because they see me, Chris. When they see you, they see me. People yeah. think people think we brothers. When they see and when they when I, when I see a homeless black person on the street, I know that he's me. People see him and they see me. They like, oh, I saw a homeless black person begging. Then I see this young dude walking out. I see the dude walking down the street with a backpack. Oh, he's just like he'll be just like him in a couple of years. Yeah, just give him some time. He'll be like that old man on the street. You know what I'm saying, and it fucks with me because I because I know that we are the same. I'm no better than that man. It's just life has carried him to where he's at. And life has placed me where I'm at right now. You know what I'm saying? So that's what it is. Because when you see a coon, that's why you be mad. at. That's why we hate coons. Because when they see you, they see me. They think I'm like that. Until I open up my mouth. Facts. If they even hear me, if they want to hear me. They, they, they think, oh shit, I'm fucking, I'm going to dance when they say dance. I'm going to, listen, and that's, this is why I, I hate that, um. No, I really hate this is a, this is this kind of keys to it. But I hate you. You know how you see them black people in the news and they're talking and they sound like white people. They sound you know that's not their fucking voice. They're like today at five o'clock on the news, we yeah. are here at. I'm like, you know you don't. You are that. conform like not. Listen, everybody gotta get their hustle on, and I think that's very minute. I don't. I appreciate the black reporters, especially on like local news. Yeah. The local news specifically, when they talk and they sound like themselves. Yeah. You can tell they're not putting on their professional voice or their yeah. news voice. That news I hate the fucking news voice. We're to, we're outside of the school today, Jonathan, and now we are a, watching this the brings a question to me. I hate uh, that shit. Um how much do you code switch in your day to day life? So oh I co I definitely do it because I grew up in Fairfax County. I grew up in a mixed population around white people. I'm thankful that I didn't grow up predominantly around white people. Like, they weren't the complete majority. There was yeah. enough minorities to where, like, I got to see Asians, Korean, well, I say Asians, Koreans, Afghani, Af- Afghani people, Pakistan, 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 Pakistan people, 
uh, fucking Eritre- Ethiopian people, Eritrean people, Sudanese people. So I don't I code switch less than I guess some people that grew up all around white people with code mm-hmm. switch. But they probably don't have to code switch. They probably only got one code. But um, <laughs> when I'm when I'm trying to conduct business, I definitely try to or anything that has to do with my money. I try to. My name is Charles Mack. Nice to meet you. But I'm not changing. I'm not changing my my dialect too much. I might change my vernacular more than my good dialect. Word, good word, good word. I might change my vernacular more than my dialect. I'm not gonna speak like a like such a proper person, but I will say the proper words for things. So like instead of saying. Uh, I just went to the crib. No, I, I was I was at my home. I was at my house yesterday. I went to my apartment instead of my pad or my crib. I yeah. would I would cut out some of the slang yeah, yeah. to say the proper terms. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Especially speaking on the phone, anything like that. I would say the proper terms for things as as opposed to using slang mm-hmm. because I don't want no mis like know what I'm talking about right now. I'm talking about yeah m- yes my check didn't arrive yesterday at the appropriate time. Um, it was scheduled to arrive around 5 p.m. yesterday and. It didn't, and um, I got uh, from the courier. They said that you know what I'm saying, like yeah. the courier. The courier um, said that they dropped it off, but it didn't arrive at the at the proper time, and someone signed for it, but it wasn't me. And I was just trying to inquire about this situation. You know what I'm saying, shit like that. Sounds good. You feel me? But I didn't. I'm not saying hello. You know what I'm saying. I'm not putting on yeah. a white voice. I'm just speaking properly. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to people that I sometimes I guess might put on a voice. I don't know, but it's necessary. Especially when conducting business, fuck the bullshit. Let's 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 talk, say what it is. Let's talk. let's talk. I'm gonna talk in terms you understand and I understand. Yeah. Let's not use. We don't have to. What do people? They always try to like talk. Use big words. Let's not do all that. I'm gonna talk plainly, but I'm gonna talk properly about what's what's going yes, on. Sir. Because I don't I don't want I don't want no miss. I co- I will code switch because I don't want no confusion about what we talking about. Let's 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 make it plain. Yes, sir. And I'm gonna talk in the 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 language of the land. And use the terms that are accepted instead of using my slang terms, which we accept amongst each other. Yeah. Oh, I'm good at this shit, boy. <laughs> I need to pour up another beer. Sometimes I catch myself close up between me and my black coworker, mm-hmm. and then my work, my white coworker. Mm-hmm. Like immediately, it's crazy. It's fast. You could do it on a dime. Like sometimes I catch myself, but like I don't talk. I don't tell him I like I'm close with him, but like. Okay. I was like, I, got a I internalize myself. Yeah. I was like, do you ever forget to switch back over when talking to your white people and you talking in the black code to the white people? Like, do you ever be like, nah, dog, I'm about to, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you ever, because I know you're talking black codes. Nah, bro, I'm about to go to, and then you be, you you be like, you be talking to Steven, you be like, nah, bro, I mean, no, I'm not going. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You ever do that? Because I'll be, because I'll be in and out of it I so much. I caught myself a couple of times. Yeah, like, I didn't let the nigga slip with the white. I didn't let the. I said nigga, but I said like dog or something like like. Yeah, be like nah, dog. I mean no, no. I'm. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like I'm like I'm like nah. He was tripping. I was like nah, nah. He was like uh, the client was messing up. Like, the client was acting different. Like you know what I'm saying? I love that because I do because it's because you do it so much back and forth, but sometimes you forget to switch back. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the switching. Sometimes you do it flawlessly, but sometimes you don't do it flawlessly. Yeah. Because you know what I'm saying? Because I I always remember my mother talking on the phone. She had a, it's like you got a phone voice. I'm like, mom, mom, you don't sound like that. But when she's talking on the yeah. phone, she talking on the phone in her in her phone voice. Yeah. That's where I first picked it up. Pick picked up on it. You know what I'm saying? And. It's 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 beautiful. Yeah, black people are black, like I'm saying, like black people. If you would just if 
people would but just you, give see, us give us a chance to just be a part. See, it's it's so beautiful see, to see, watch our dichotomy. It is, like, but guess what? You know what I you know what sometimes I hate? When black people don't know how to code switch. Oh. When they don't When you're just saying you just yourself all the time. It makes me cringe sometimes. Hey, bro, like you gotta know how to talk to white people. You got to. Like something like cause cause I know that they're kind of looking down on you for talking that way. Yeah. Even though it shouldn't exist. Yeah. Especially like, bro, I am black. I was raised by black parents. I got black family members. I'm black. I'm as black as they come. Fuck, fuck my education. Fuck all this shit. I'm black. Yeah. I just hate when I see someone that don't know how to do it. And it's how do you teach someone to code switch? Like, how do you teach them? Like, look. Because it sounds crazy when you try to explain this. Exactly. You teach how to code switch. But you some people need that class, bro. Because you know the... the Perfect, perfect segue. The ratchet don't know they're ratchet. When you're the ratchet, don't know they're ratchet. They're, they're Even ratchet. me, I don't know how ratchet I am. I can't really gauge it. Yeah, I know that I can be ratchet. proper. I'm not exactly, yeah. but you, we know the people that like. You can tell they've only been around black people. Yeah, they've never been around any other I people agree. their whole life, and it's it's nothing against them because listen, I love black people. If I could just be around black people all the time, that's what I would do. I would too. But I'm forced. To be around different races all the time, so when I when I you know black people that you could tell like damn they went to school not, not nothing is they went to school all black people their only friends are black they probably don't have a lot of interaction with people other than black except in the workplace and then even in the workplace they don't know how to fit in right you know what I'm saying like there has to be a yeah you know what you gotta shout out to the movie mm-hmm. um. Movie with Lakeith Stanfield. Um, Get out? No. He had a movie where he was a. Uh, oh, I know. Phone, yeah, the phone joint. I didn't watch that. I haven't seen yeah, that. So yet. basically, it's about code switching. Mm-hmm. It was it was created by Boosie Collins. Not Boosie. Boosie Collins. Yeah, I think his name is Boosie Collins. It's yeah. Boosie. So I know who you're talking about. Yeah, it's the yeah. director. Yeah, director is Boosie Collins. Let me get the name of it. Code switching. Let me get the name of it. It's about code switching. It's on Hulu. I know that for a fact. It's about code switching. And um, Keith Sanfield was a phone operator at a marketing company. He wasn't getting sales. He's like, why can't I get a sales? Sorry to bother you. Yeah, sorry to bother you. So he was a phone operator at a sales company. He was asking the older black gentleman, who was Danny Glover, Mm -hmm. why I can't get sales. He was like, Boots Boots Riley is the director and screenplay writer. Yeah. So he's asking, why can't I get sales? Danny Glover was like, you sound too black on the phone. Mm-hmm. You need to change your voice. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because when Danny Glover did it, it didn't look like his mouth was moving, but he sounded like a, a white man. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, how you doing? This is John. How you, you looking for a little Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, And that's how, and once he mastered that voice, mm-hmm. That's how he started ascending like his sales and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. that's the premise of the show. Got the movie besides um, some other things. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's um when I can see black people like masterfully switch, code switch. I do it. It's yeah, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I listen, love it. I talk like it's sad that we have to do it, but I love it. But it's, it's like, like speaking another language. It kind of is though, because like I could talk like because. 
there's a white dude I know that I could say shit to my the black people at the office and he would not know what the fuck I'm talking about yeah like I could be like yeah I tried to yeah I was trying yeah and then um I went to the you know what I'm saying like if I if I get into the DMV shit like yeah I was I was trying yeah but she was acting she was faking and shit and then she tried to come through and then I was driving damn and then I went on I'm saying I said everything you just you know what I'm saying like like yeah no I was trying yeah though she's like you was trying yeah man she was trying to fake on me you know what I'm saying she was fine but I'm saying I pulled up later on and she was acting better you know what I'm saying yeah and he would be lost. He might pick up something, but they're not picking up everything. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's, but I, I, those people that don't, and that, oh, it makes me cringe when my black that, people I don't think I've ever been around somebody that didn't know when I was code switching. Because I, because, so I have, there's temporary temp workers at my job, and then there's the people, regular full time workers. The temp workers are mostly they're young kids, you know what I'm saying? And it's temp work. So, it's mainly labor, you're moving shit, picking up shit, moving shit. So, they're most they're all most there's only been one white person <laughs> that was attempted from this agency that we go yeah. So like when I talk to them, I'm like, nah, there's one over there. Nah, yeah, nah, you gotta you gotta pull it like this, bro, and then you do. But then I might say to a white person, I'm like, um, nah the the pallet is on that side of yeah. the rack. But if I say the joint over there, they know what I'm talking about the joint the joint. You know, you know? I agree. I like I think exactly I haven't talked to any black person that didn't know how to code switch. Mm-hmm. So like when I got my new uh my new coworker John, mm-hmm. not like This I is trippy. I've never thought about this deep, I never deeply. I I I don't know you said my new coworker, but like my co my new coworker John that got hired recently with us. Mm-hmm. It took me a couple of days to talk to him originally. Just like I talked to him normal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then once I realized he was a nigga. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> then we started automatically code switching. Mm-hmm. Like with us versus our our white coworkers. Yeah. And they're not saying that they're not like my white but see, coworkers are cool people. Yeah, but it's just not. It's just gotta like, be black. Yeah, it's just like you black. I could I talk to black people differently than I talk to white people. It's a fact. Yeah. It's just what it is. I talk and, to I talk to Asian people then I different talk like if you're Asian I talk to you differently than I talk to black people. It's if you're so whatever A Rab, whatever it means. Oh, like I'm I'm I promise you it's so relieving to talk to like somebody black like Next to him, and you don't gotta like, think. I don't gotta think. Like I just talk. I don't got a question. About I, I just might have to like think about if we talk about illicit things, like if you yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. weed or some shit. Yeah, I can't say weed. I've seen. I might say medicinal or like my yeah, medicine or something like that. You know, yeah, yeah. like that's that's every day though. Yeah. yeah so like, but it's corporate it's, shit. Uh, yeah, corporate shit. But it's it's. When I talk about, if we talk about basketball, mm-hmm. you know, or you talk like, about nah, that music or banged on that nigga. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> I, I know, like, he like, oh, he banged on that nigga. Like, I know what he, like, he banged on him. Like, like I know what he's talking about. Like, yeah. it's, 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 it's therapeutic to me. But honestly. see, but you know what I do enjoy, just to add to this. Like, sometimes motherfuckers be talking to code and I don't know it. <laughs> like, yeah. like Richmond, especially in Richmond, they got different slang. Oh, facts. So they say shit and I be like, huh? What? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and that's when I show my fucking. Yeah, I be like, it's like dude said. He said I'm just bumping, and I was like, he was talking to me about my waves, yeah. and I was like, what's bumping? <laughs> but you probably thought about other. Yeah, you I thought about like, so many you different things. Correlate with bumping, like what you know about. Yeah, and I was like, and I even said to him, I was like, yo, bro, I thought you was talking about some music, bro. Like I don't yeah. even got no headphones in. Yeah. He's like, nah, your waves, and then then we then once I realized he was just. In different dialect Richmond got a different dialect Than DMV yeah. It's different vernacular So like Once I realized What he was talking about I was like Oh yeah bro Like son I don't even This is the shit I use I use the tea tree oil And it's just lighter on your hair bro He's like where He's like you don't use grease I was like nah I don't use grease Because yeah. it's just easy to clean When you wash your hair Come on Like 
That's funny to me when I, when somebody tries to speak to me and some shit and I don't get it. I'm the first one to be like, bro, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> that's why. That's why as black people we have to travel more. Yes, because it's an asset. It's an you assessment. gotta go talk to a nigga in another part of the country. Nigga, you we go to Louisiana or somewhere. About the same shit, but different verb. Because I would not know. Listen, but th- that's why uh, you've seen the challenge, bro. It's like two days in the D- two days in DC. Yeah. A week in DC. A month later in DC, a year in they did it in Baltimore. They didn't like I that's one in Baltimore. That shit gave me that shit. He's like slim dummy. You know what I'm saying? So like you have to go to you have to travel to hear all these different dialects that people black. got. Because black, black people got so many. Listen, you go from New York, like we kind of got New York and DC and Atlanta, bro. You go to Atlanta, I'll be like, oh, what the fuck y'all niggas talking uh, about? Baby, you talking cold. You go and then so, but different Cali got a different one. North, every place is different, so it's like that's why you got to travel to get it. And see, you went to France, you you got some you got some shit from French people that niggas mm-hmm. ain't never got. You you picking up shit from oh this is what you call this, this the slang for that, or oh, this the word, this is how you mm-hmm. say this shit on the look. It's all about your your you expanding your mind and learning shit. Yep, that shit's dope though. We got another tangent. I was about, we were talking about roofing but, people. But you about, answered the question about... Yeah, so I answered like, it so great, so we had to move yeah, on. Exactly. But yeah, shout out to Code Switching. And I got to watch Sorry to Bother You, because I fuck with the Keith Stanfield. He was in a movie that I did not expect him I to wanna be watch, in. I want to watch Uncut Gems. I, I started that and finished it. He, he did all right now. He did all right now. Okay, okay. Um, but um, um, the joint he was in, he was in the joint, uh, the sequel to Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. He was like an assassin. He was good. He was a, he was like a CIA operative. Like he, he talk about the range. He got range, but he could he could play a lot of different characters. Him, I mean, listen. Uh, I, uh, excuse me. Sorry to bother you. Is a not to like give off a lot of it. It's a let's say it's a very artistic movie. Uh huh. So it's one of those where it can throw you off, mm-hmm. and you won't be able to watch it after the five, first ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something you gotta bear with. You yeah. might have to stick through it. Yeah, yeah. But once you get it, you get it. Mm-hmm. But it's a movie, and it's um, there's a good point to it. That's all I will say. To I can it. dig it. Listen, um, I'm all about the art shit. I watched Ragnarok on Netflix. That shit was hard to get through. That is it based on it's Thor. It's kind of on. So the dude is, has Thor, sorry people Netflix show called Ragnarok. Um, is set in Sweden. Yeah, sorry. And I watched preview. Yes, and uh, so basically the kid, he gets the powers of Thor, and he's discovering the powers, but then he realized there's people like that are kind of against him. They're called like giants, or they're like kind of like other myth- mythological creatures, but they're posing as a family that lives in the town that he lives in, but they're evil. So he kind of ends up fighting them throughout the show, but he's discovering his power along the way. But it's Swedish, so I'm watching, you say, I don't know shit about Sweden. I don't know shit about motherfuckers that, that live in Sweden. There's only white people. There's a couple black people on the show, though. So I kind of like that because I identified with some of those characters. It was a, a mom and a son. But um, it's just slow and it's kind of artsy. And you kind of got to like work your way through it and you kind of adjust to it. But after you get into the swing of it, you can tolerate it. So I understand what you're talking about. Sorry mm. to bother you because it's just like a perspective that we're not used to seeing. Yeah. And it's shot in a way that you're not used to watching shit. That's where it is. It's shot in a way you're not used to seeing. Yeah, because you know there's a regular way we watch TV and they shoot things a certain way. But mm-hmm. when they do it kind of differently, that's it kind of makes it off like... I always think about Spike Lee Inside Man. It's just shot differently. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're, they're, the conversation. Chirac. Chirac. I haven't watched Chirac. Chirac is shot very differently. It's a great message. 
but it's a Spike Lee movie. Yeah, he shoots it. He he's not giving you the the normal. Yeah. The conversations aren't shot from the way normal conversations are shot. So yes. He, which which I love. I like that unique shit. So yeah. Hmm. Well, um, Terry earlier explained that we should but should not be rooting for everybody black. So there's a hierarchy <laughs> of your rootiness. Rootiness. But in the next segment, we're gonna root for. Mm-hmm. So, black. so we'll be right back. And as we continue, we're back. <laughs> and as we continue to um, this this R&B wave of love, I want to let you guys know about some more toxic shit that is acceptable in R&B. So listen to the sweet sounds of Trey Songz. Toxic. <laughs> We're gonna break one, one episode. We're gonna break down the Hey, you know you're dead wrong. You left your man home. <laughs> left your man home. Cheating. Shout out to Destiny's Child. I know it ain't good, but these hoes gonna do what they want. And it sure will. Every time. Pull up in the Porsche, no rental. Okay, now she on me. Know the star shit, fucking with your mental. Wanna be my tenderoni. Now we chillin' poolside for the night. Caught up in the lights. Lights. Man, I'ma do you right. Man, I have to tell you twice. I fuck him all the time, but you know I never wife him. Now remember, this woman has a boyfriend. But he also. Yes, she does. She left him home. Cause she fucking with the star shit, the lights. She gonna get caught up in the we lights. We don't remember that. We don't. We don't. We don't remember that. Women cheating is not a thing. It's not a new thing though, but it's not a commercialized thing. Mm-hmm. Men is it's it's a it's a narrative that gets pinned on us a lot. But mm-hmm. listen, he just said the star shit fucking with your mental. Wanna be my tenderoni? She got caught up in the lights. And there's plenty of songs from Chris Brown and Trey songs. Talking about how I fuck nigga bitch. <laughs> As we talked about earlier, Chris Brown's biggest song is Loyal. Loyal, one of his biggest. These hoes ain't loyal. Never. When a rich nigga wants you, he gets you. <laughs> <laughs> and also, what's the, the other line? He said, fuck him all the time, but you know I never wife him. Um, so he's yeah. using you. He's using you. <laughs> and guess what? You're fine with Trey Songz using you. Be, be fine with Bob from, from Jiffy Lube using you. Mm-hmm. You want Bob to wind you and dine you, but Trey, all Trey had to do was take you to the club, put you in a section. Give you some drinks. He let you hop in the Porsche. That's nothing. It's nothing. That's a regular night for that nigga. Hop in the Porsche, go to dinner. Oh, I got, that happened to somebody I knew. <laughs> I wouldn't be mad at that Trey did it. I'd be like, that's all you needed? To hop in the Porsche. Just hop in a, a nigga car. Hop in the Rave, because you ain't never Get been. in the section. That's it. But to be, it's the lights though. It's he didn't the, even do nothing to it's you. It's the tension. It's the tension. It's just a drug. That shit isn't. That's like it's like uh, definitely dopamine rushes to your brain when everybody watching you, bro. You feel like you a star. Well, I don't know. I, I think about it now. Like there's like two. After I get mad about that initial interaction, mm-hmm. I still would be mad. Mm-hmm. But I would be like, Tristan's chilling my bitch. Could <laughs> <laughs> he have all the bitches? That in the means world. like. You, you, your taste is qualified with like the man, I got good taste with a man who has tasted a lot of the world yes. in ways that I haven't because just money wise 
But like, so he's like, I got good taste too. Yeah. Oh, great quote, great quote. Um, damn, I gotta get this right. Taste. Damn, I tweeted it. I'm gonna get it. I'm, I'm gonna come back with it later. Damn, it's a great quote about taste. Okay. It's like t- it, it, the 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 gist of it is that taste is uh, the only reason this the only thing that separates talent from the untalented is your taste. Mm. Like you have to have good taste. Like taste is like oh, taste is eighty percent of talent. Okay. That's exactly taste is eighty percent, and it's Chris Rock said this. Taste is eighty percent of talent. Okay. You actually having good taste. Just like beat selection or picking to put the paint in a certain spot. That. We clown Drake a lot. But he has taste. No, he didn't have taste. He didn't have taste. Yes, he was very talented. But not but a lot he of couldn't, taste. But he couldn't dress for a long time. He's Canadian. You cut him slack. Exactly. But we cut him slack because he had talent. But see, we, we look at the world through an um, American-centric view. But it's facts. Though. It's a worldview. You gotta have a worldview. I have a worldview. Oh, we know you do, Mister Mister South of France. But when it comes to like entertainment, it's American by far. Yeah, we run the we run the world. Yes. So like, if you are trying to be entertainment in, in the in, in the entertainment business, mm-hmm. and you're not at least paying attention to American trends, yes, you you don't ta- have the your taste. talent needs to be. Especially so when it comes to inter- far beyond. Yes, 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 yes. You have to be very, very that we can get over that. Yeah, but see, yes, just because it's not American taste, American taste will adjust. Because American taste, just to European taste, yeah. we adjust to self, like even African taste. We talking about Afro beats. We will adjust to if, if it's really good taste, we'll adjust to it mm-hmm. because we're like, mm, crap, this is Krinak. Yes. So yeah, for sure, I could dig it. All right, well. Um, as a, the new trainer, where we're bigging up people that we know that have continued to um, get into business and entrepreneurship, this week's segment we are looking at a uh, friend of the pod, uh, another podcaster in Richmond, um, a creator, a fashion entrepreneur, mm-hmm. a uh, queen of herself. Talk about it. Uh, her name is. Is Tiffany Woodson, and uh, for those that do not know her name, who Tiffany Woodson is, it's Kill the Scene, aka uh, Tiffany Sade on Twitter and on Instagram. She has her own business of detailed and custom pieces of fashion, uh, fashion pieces, and. She uh, and more than fashion of pieces to wear. She does purses and other, you know, uh, accessories. Accessories. So, but the thing that is the pieces that, that I catch on to herself, besides that, you know, it's her own business. She does it herself. Mm-hmm. She uh, she sews these things by hand mm-hmm. for the moment. Custom. Custom. So these are custom pieces to you, to the person that's paying for that. Mm-hmm. So one. Custom pieces that are sewn by hand. I don't know what our prices are, but I want you to, after I get over done with the segment, to check out our prices because they're worth it. They're worth it. But I just know personally, as a man, man, when I'm looking for hand, you know, fashion and things that are hand sewn itself are expensive, mm. and people take time and take effort and it takes talent to sew things to the custom. Uh, well, it takes t- 
time to sew things to the to the level that you see in our pieces. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? You know, they're not they're not janky. They look no, nice. They're very, very nice. Very well put together yes. of, of quality. Of quality. And the fa- I, what stands out to me since we're talking about what stands out to me is the, the fabrics that she used. Yes. I like I like the textures and the colors for mm-hmm. sure. The textures and the colors for sure are the things that stand out to me. Those those are things that like if I saw when I see them on her and the people that she that she designs for, they always look like, Oh, that's that's some that's some hot shit. That's some fly shit. Yes, sir. That's um different and different in the the best sense of all in the best sense of the word different so shout out to tiffany um she also has a podcast called thinking out loud podcast. one of our good friends you know with two of our good friends uh keese and uh dom so check that out as well but you know she is a woman of multiple talents and um as we give as my segment of giving off flowers that people that don't necessarily ask for it and don't necessarily um they they might or might not listen to our podcast i still want to put out the energy into the world yes, so i want to get rooting for you yes i'm rooting for you tiffany um i appreciate you i value it i value you I, i'm rooting for your success and if you want to look into her work look at uh, underscore tiffany sade at Instagram and on Twitter, mm-hmm. um, and kill the seam on Instagram, and Twitter. That is her business. Please look at her work. Look, um, look at her fashion sense. She's here. She's local. Mm-hmm. Um, even if my, even for my North Carolina listeners, she's local. Richmond is only an hour away, uh, or a couple hours away. So you know, it's not that. Hell long. yeah, be fly for your birthday, you know your event, your prom. She does prom dresses and homecoming dresses, and she works hard. Yeah, so, uh, and if I was a, a man who liked to wear female clothes, I would fuck with her. You know, one thing I see you see, see Terry, is that, you know, women, men that are wearing dresses are not fly. Oh, that's because I was going to go right into that. I had a, a, a Instagram story that I said, a lot of these men that want to cross-dress, especially in the Richmond, Virginia area, they be wearing, they be wearing dresses, but the dresses be trash. Yeah. Like... They be wearing dresses, but they can't dress like they can't. They be trying to dress like women. When I'm not, I'm a non-binary, not non-binary understanding type of guy. They be dressing like women, but they can't even dress like men good. So if you're a man and just so happened wanted to dress like a fly woman or in 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 some of her pieces, nigga, go ahead and do it. Like I said, if I, I would boldly wear some of her pieces if I was a cross dresser, mm-hmm. boldly and kill and ki- and kill the scene mm. <laughs> and kill the scene. <laughs> but shout out to Tiffany again, yeah, yo. Yeah, shout out to her and shout out, to, you know. Again, at this moment, this is not an ad. Nah, fuck no. We're not getting paid for this. We want to continue to shout out, you know, all black people, all black people in business and entrepreneurship and in anything where they're doing to make their lives better. Yeah, so, man. again, if you have any suggestions or anybody in mind you want me to highlight, let me know. Hit me up on uh, underscore the real SL on Twitter, Instagram, or on Mars Talks page. But that is our person of the week. Shout out to Tiffany. Yes, uh, sir. Terry, what you got? And um, our, I have a uh, spiritual moment of the week. Just like um, so, like I said, I don't have the answers. Um, I just have a lot of questions. But when I do find a little knowledge, I like to give it to my people. You know what I'm saying? To carry you through the week. And this one is very short and very sweet. 
and it just so happens to rhyme. So for going, so carrying us throughout the week, I want us to remember to pray and stay out the way. You know what I'm saying? Prayer is very powerful. When you set your mind on things, you can manifest them. And yes, you know what I'm saying? Ask, ask a higher power to give you strength. He will give it to you. You ask, you ask a higher power to, to, to reveal some things to you. He will reveal it to you. And staying out the way, man, just not being in the mix and staying out of the path of all the foolishness that we see in our day-to-day -day lives, man. Praying and staying out the way is a very catchy and rhymy way for us to, to, to protect our spirits and to protect our space and to protect our loved ones and protect ourselves. So going through the week, just remember, pray, stay out the way. All right. Well, thank you again, Terry, for the spiritual moment of the week. Um, again... I want to say thank you guys for listening to Mazel Toss. Um, safe place for keeping the player where we keep it kosher every time, all the time. <sighs> to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, same same name at Mazel Talks. Um, send us questions at Mazel Talks at uh, Mazel Talks Pod at gmail.com. And remember, on the path to playerdom, two rules to success. Say true to yourself and say true to the code. If you'd like to say thank you for listening to another episode of Mazel Talks and sticking with us through these microphones. Uh, tribulations oh. so we'll see you next week man peace Even though we know